Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is attack number 160 or so. So, Joe, I am one who is always... Uh, let's try the diplomacy. Let's try the incremental steps here. I think we are at the point where what is necessary is a hammer blow against the proxies. I'll expand on that in one moment. If that doesn't have the intended effect, then yes, it's time to go after Iran. That's former NATO commander James Stravitis. Man, I took in a lot of cable news yesterday after this news broke and I didn't see a military analyst who didn't say deterrence has not worked. We've known this for a long time. That seemed to be pretty upset with this result. And, uh, yeah, I think they were holding back how upset they were. Well, uh, Mike Lyons joins us. Mike, the excellent military analyst from CNN, among uh, other places. Mike, uh, it's always great to have you. It's, it's a frustrating day, though. Oh, good morning, guys. This is particularly bad because we fail to protect our forces. That's really what this comes down to. This this drone was able to get to the air defense platform, whatever we had there to protect them, and basically attack soldiers while they slept. Now, if there's one thing that uh, we expect as a soldier in the United States is to, that our government will take care of us and, and protect us, and we have great equipment. But this is inexcusable, the fact that this got through. Um, and the fact that the airspace was violated the way it was. And, and again, um, yeah, I, I, I have no words. This is a very predictable event. We've talked about this for months, and now the administration has come home to roost. And now we're going to see what happens because we've run out the clock. There's no way we all have this visceral re- reaction. We want to attack back, but what are we going to attack? There's the, all these militia groups that scattered to the winds. There's no real target out there. So this is just going to go on for a long time before we get any kind of revenge on this attack. Well, why don't we hit Iran hard and then hope they can rein in their groups? Isn't that the easiest way to do it? Well, that would be terrific. I'd like to see, for example, you know, take their Navy and put it at the bottom of the Persian Gulf. And, and there's lots of things we can do. But this is still an administration that's just not willing 
to escalate. Um, and it's, 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 it's it, we've got this almost like a 20 year now malaise of not wanting to win. Uh, we've just, we've forgotten how to win. Uh, and, and it, and what it takes is just that it's, we've tried deterrence. We've tried all of these, uh, things from the diplomatic, you know, diplomatic perspective, but to Admiral Servius's point, it's now it's over. I mean, we're, we're at a, we're in a low grade conflict with Iran and they certainly want to win. They want us out of there. And the question just comes down to is what, you know, what we're going to do about it. By the way, your tough talk is echoed in the Wall Street Journal. Their editorial board today said, put Iranian ships that have been prowling the Red Sea on the ocean floor. That's from the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, there's one in particular that's, yeah, that's supporting the, the Houthis and, and collecting intelligence. And, and we know it's all there, and, um, you know, but we, we just don't feel... Iran's got its own issues, right? They could be on the brink of somewhat of a collapse themselves internally. They've got their challenges, and we just, we just, or whatever reason, we just fail to, um, you know, to put them over the top. And we just we, we're not willing to protect our forces at the same time. So I have I have struggled to come up with a uh, you know a, a diplomatic excuse, reason, rationale for this lack of a serious response, and that was the only thing I can come up with. But at some point, I'm, I'm reminded of Maya Angelou's uh, famous uh, phrase that you know when somebody tries to tell you what kind of person they are, believe them. Well, when an administration mm-hmm. tries to show you what sort of administration it is, over and over and over again. And from the abandonment of Afghanistan, the disastrous exit to the lack of response here. It's just it, it shocks me how feckless yeah. they are, how they, they, they will take no action. Never mind the right or wrong action. It's just inaction. Right. It's a, it's a world they want to believe exists of more globalism. We're all going to get along. Um, you know, America has enemies. It's a, it's a challenge uh, every day to think it through. But, um, you know, this is not an administration. And, and the problem is this is now going to be it's going to go on for months and perhaps years if we don't start to fix it. We've got to start rearming. We have to start doing things to make sure that uh, other countries don't feel the same way. Look, this, this situation could easily spill over to the Pacific with regard to China. China's looking at us and saying, how are they reacting to this? Will they do anything if we go into Taiwan? I, I think that's pretty clear. We won't. Yeah, to your point about the troops uh, sleeping in their barracks, my brother spent many a night sleeping in a whole bunch of different places around the Middle East when he was uh, right active duty, and I would be horrified if this were going on. Right. If you're so, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just hard to even believe it's real. Yeah, it's a one soft target out there. If you look at that part of the world on a map, it's one of the most austere places on the planet. And everything has been brought in, built up there. There's not, you know, there's not a lot of hard stands. There's not a lot of ways to protect yourself. And, um, and, and again, you, you look at the fact that they let someone come through. We, we should create that entire no-fly zone now. Nothing now should be flying in that, air, in that part of the world. We're going to have to put the Air Force and Navy back to work. But that's, that's the kind of thing that we should in our forces. Uh, speaking of Navy, Mike, I know several of our allies have taken a pretty active role in protecting shipping in that part of the world, um, from the Brits to the Indians. Uh, do you have any sense of how much naval brawn they could bring to backing us up and whether they might be willing to? Uh, it's not as much as we would like. We'd have to deploy another carrier group. I think um, from the people I've talked to in Norfolk, we we know that the uh, the Eisenhower just got, uh, it was a General Four that just got back. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they turn around and go back here within the next nine to 12 months. 
they, they recognize that the only way to project power there is to bring destroyers and cruisers into the region. Uh, those other navies don't have that same level of um, projection of, of uh, naval assets. So while, while I think it's good we're gaining allies, it's the kind of thing we did during Desert Storm, um, they just don't bring enough military to the table, unfortunately. So I came across this nugget, and I was trying to look up whether it was true or not. I heard that we had not had any forces killed by an enemy airstrike since the Korean War. Right. Because we have controlled the airspace whenever we have troops, you know, in harm's way. Right. Exactly. We've always controlled the airspace. And that's what's most concerning about this, which is what this administration is, you know, wants to slide under the, the rug here is the fact you know, that, that we lost control of the air domain and we allowed we allowed an enemy to come in. And again, it's a, it's a nation state. You know, a bunch of Houthi rebels or Shia militia groups are not assembling drones uh, within their within their purview. That's coming from a state. It's coming from some kind of sponsor there. Uh, so that's where this, I think, is, is really the most egregious of, of the entire operation. CNN military analyst Mike Lyons on the line with us. Mike, speaking of the drones, as you know better than I do, the the history of uh, military conflict is a history of technology. Uh, Uh I think this introduction, and and it's been huge in Ukraine, of these cheap, easily acquired and armed drones is going to have huge effects on warfare going forward and or just the stationing of troops. No, no question. And we still haven't seen them deployed in even more creative ways. We haven't seen them, for example, in swarm formations. Um, I, 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 this was a suicide drone. It you know, leaves its station, comes never to return. One target has uh, its payload on it. Um, you know, and our, our drones are, are equipped with rockets. are more like planes that, that decline and return back to base. But we've not seen these if they just deployed a thousand of these at once. I mean, if they, they would completely overwhelm air defense systems. And so we still haven't yet seen, we're at the beginning of, of what the drone technology is going to bring to the battlefield. And I, and I think that the, as, as the, our enemy gets more creative, and then we are, unfortunately, they're going to start doing those kinds of things and creating more kinds of damage. Military analyst Mike Lyons. Mike, uh, thanks. We appreciate the wisdom very much and, and look forward to chatting again soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. The, the Wall Street Journal uh, lead editorial today, Biden, Iran, and three dead Americans. The sorry truth is that these casualties are the result of President Biden's policy choices. They put the deaths of these soldiers at the feet of Joe Biden's decisions. It's a pretty strong thing from uh, one of the more important newspapers in the world. And uh, they say, we got to put that Iranian ship that's prowling the Red Sea and spying on everything at the bottom of the ocean. For you know, one thing, it's too easy to cite one act or lack of an act and 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 brand somebody with that for the rest of their days. I'm I'm talking about Biden being the lone no vote in going after Osama bin Laden, the only one in the room. Um, but when that sort of temperament, gutlessness, in my opinion, but when that sort of temperament is borne out again and again and again, then you get to an episode like this. What's what's the most obvious explanation? It's Occam's razor, Biden's razor. He just, he, he he's A, gutless, and B, I think Mike nailed it, has this wishful thinking problem 
that he probably inherited from Obama that we can all meet at, at the U.N. headquarters or in The Hague or something like that and sit down and get everybody to cooperate and sign a deal with these people and negotiate with those people. And hey, la, hey, la, peace and prosperity will will girdle the globe for the first time in human history because we're so smart. Yeah, not so much. I realized for this story that we uh, if you didn't if you didn't know this story, you had no idea what we were talking about. We had three soldiers killed yesterday sleeping at a base with a whole bunch of their uh uh comrades uh there in jordan again mike mike Lyon's first tweet yesterday was so we have troops in jordan you're finding out um yeah right there on the border of syria and their mission was to go after isis but so there's this drone attack three killed eight u.s service members have been medically evacuated which means they're in serious condition 34 injured mostly traumatic brain injuries so it's not a minor thing Right. And again, I'm I agree with the idea of laying this directly at the feet of the president's decisions. You invited this, you've allowed some of our best to be killed and injured because you're a freaking pussy. So more on that topic and, and much more to come after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. Another thing we've talked about to, uh, today is how now major corporations are telling their workers not to come to work in Oakland, California, for instance, because it's so dangerous. There is so much crime. I'm hoping sanity is restored to our country at some point in terms of uh, criminal justice policy, but it ain't happened yet. And so protecting yourself is more important than ever. And Simply Safe Home Security, once again, the best home security of the year, according to U.S. News and World Report, is an important part of protecting yourself and the people you love. Well, it's the best and all those glowing reviews. You'd think it'd be a little costly because sometimes, you know, it's worth paying uh, more for the best. Except you're not here. You're getting the best at less than a dollar a day, half the price of traditional home security. And Simply Safe, by the way, prioritizes your privacy. That's why their indoor security cameras are the only ones in the market with physical privacy shutters to ensure your privacy 24-7, if that's what you're worried about. They've got the new 24-7 LiveGuard protection, and uh, it's highly affordable and incredibly effective. Agents can see, speak to, and confront intruders in your home. Keep your home and family safe. Uh, this year, as a listener, you can save 20% on your new system with a Fast Protect plan by visiting simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Customize your system in minutes. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We got some more on the big stories of the day coming up. Also, I had to shush some people at the movie theater <laughs> during a movie. I don't know if I've ever done it. Not to that extent before. Anyway, much on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. for using my phone in USA, United States of America, where you are free to text in a theater. <laughs> it's one of our favorite things of all time, this girl who got <laughs> kicked out of a theater, I guess, for texting while she was in it, and then she called and left an angry message. <laughs> goes on and on, too. It's oh, hilarious. yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Anyway, that reminded that, me. That gal's probably like in her 30s now. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's 45. Several kids of her own are that age. Um, but I was at a, I went to see Godzilla Minus One over the weekend, which, if you didn't know, is not anything like uh, monster movies you've seen. Uh, dopey, trite, attended for big audience, sort of, you know, that sort of fair blockbuster movies this is an art film this is a narrow casting very serious very serious art film wow to give you the plot briefly without giving anything away because you find this out in the first 30 seconds i mean they set it up this way themselves uh it all revolves around this kamikaze but it's set right during and right after world war ii in japan this is a japanese movie which is one of the important things to uh, to know about it it's made by a Japanese director for a Japanese audience, and it's all subtitles, the whole movie. But it's it it features this kamikaze pilot who decided he didn't want to die in the latter days of the war, and he, he lands his plane and claims that it was defective. But the mechanics look it over, and it wasn't defective. He just chose not to die. And that's the whole plot of the movie unravels from that. Oh, and, wow. and and a lot of criticism of their own government for 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 sending so many soldiers to die for a lost cause and and how their government always lies about everything and and it was I mean just amazingly interesting and the, and presumably a giant lizard and the devastation of Tokyo and all of Japan after we this is before the nuclear attacks I mean it was just rubble and the people living like animals trying to survive in every it's just it's it's a fascinating movie very very serious movie wow and uh at many times during the movie dead quiet i mean not a sound it'll go back and forth between crazy loud like you know godzilla's really loud and he screams and shoots that laser out of his mouth this is all in black and white by the way and uh and then it would be dead silent is it you know is this baby gonna die of starvation sort of thing oh. um uh, like I said, not your normal Godzilla music movie, but there's there's a couple of people behind me being really loud and just talking like at, um, louder than normal voices. Just, oh my God, can you believe that? I know. <laughs> just loud while oh. it's dead silent in there at various times with like the heaviest topic matter you can imagine. And so I, this is an old Seinfeld routine. I did the, the Seinfeld comedy bit of the thing. I turned around and I looked. Then I turned around and like gave him the big look with the open mouth like, 
Can you? Are you still talking or whatever? I did that several times, and uh, and then finally, it it was making me madder and madder because it was part of it was because what the movie was about. People are dying and children and blah 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 and lives being torn apart and this and that. And I finally turned around and I said, shut up! I threw my hands up in the air like, I'm going to freaking kill you! <laughs> wow, yes! And uh, they were quiet after that, and I, d- I never got a good look at him or saw him or anything like that. But my kids thought it was fantastic that I did that. Wow, they were nice. Just, they just thought it was the greatest thing ever. They talked about it. We went to Black Bear Diner to eat afterwards, and they just they couldn't stop talking about how awesome that was. So, I don't know. Hey. On the few occasions where, uh, you know, I've done something like that, I find that there's so much adrenaline involved, and there's now open conflict. So I'm, like, sitting there trying to enjoy some entertainment while in a state of, okay, is this going to escalate? What's the story? Um, Yeah, that sucks. I hate people like that. I hate you. Yeah. what, what, What is going on with humans like that? It's just, it's hard to even imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine. I just, I, I want them hurt. I want somebody to hurt them. By the way, with uh, <laughs> with inf- we always complain about the price of movies. Everybody has, but with inflation, the movies and the snacks, I think I spent $100. I easily spent $100. Holy I didn't add it up. Cow. But, yeah, because yeah, we spent f- we spent 50 our first go-round with hot dogs, and uh, I had a hot dog, but they had popcorn, and, and sm- I ordered small everything, too. I spent mm-hmm. hundred bucks taking my two kids to the movies. It's time to go back to our upbringing in the seventies when we'd have a, a bag of popcorn in our yeah. pocket that yeah. we brought from home. Right. right. I'm inspired though. My new movie idea. I'm going to write the screenplay today. Is uh, in the aftermath of the Battle of Antietam, as the wounded are trying to make their way back to the the lines, King Kong attack. <laughs> so, <laughs> shoot, I'm not sure how the ape gets to Antietam. I got to work that out, but or, or maybe you don't. Uh, we got a lot more news of the day to get to if you miss the segment get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand Armstrong and Getty if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me Jay Harris that you won't want to miss Playing Dirty Sports Scandals each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. A plane in Brazil was stranded on the runway after the plane's wing was covered by a swarm of bees. Bees who worked together to spell out, wing is missing screws. <laughs> oh boy, did you see the headline? They're thinking that uh, door plug left the Boeing plant without the bolts in it. They didn't work their way loose or anything. They said, yeah, there's no like sign of anything rubbing or, or banging back and forth or anything. It's like they weren't there. Just forgot to put them in. Ooh, or it's like, it's already five. I'm going home. Shove the it's, door in the hole. It's there. Look, I'm shaking it. It's in there pretty good. Yeah. Let's go. Wow. Disturbing. I don't know if you're a football fan. There were a couple of great games yesterday. The I'd uh, say. The Chiefs of uh, Kansas City defeated the Baltimoreans uh, and the 49ers of California-ish beat up on the upstart uh, Detroit Lions who were trying to go to their first Super Bowl ever. If you're a fan of underdogs, it was a little disappointing. Around here, we're Niners fans, so we were kind of happy. You know who's not huge Niner fans? The city of Santa Clara. Uh, Leaders in Santa Clara accused the team of a string of broken promises that are leaving a hole in the city's budget. And according to the Wall Street Journal... That's where the 49ers actually play. It's not even very close to San Francisco. I mean, it's closer than Chicago, but it's not close enough that if you... <laughs> That's a hell of a standard. It's not close enough that if you started there, you'd call them the San Francisco 49ers. Right. Yeah, if you went to San Francisco hoping to see one of their games and were told, no, you got to go down there. It'll You're going to miss the first half, okay? Anyway, uh, so uh, city officials in the 49ers have been locked in a nearly decade-long battle over rent, taxes, shared profit, and the cost of police, ser- police services that have involved multiple lawsuits, a scathing civil grand jury report, and bitter political campaigns. The team's independent expenditure committees whatever that is, have spent millions of dollars to try to get the mayor of Santa Clara uh, thrown out of office, get somebody else elected. Um, and it's just, it's it's ugly. It's all about money. If you want to know more, you'd like to read more, we can post this at armstrongandgetty.com uh, under hot links. But I thought it was pretty interesting. It, it's under the, uh, the, the topic of the umbrella of... Be careful when they promise you all sorts of economic, uh, uh, you know, uh, benefits if you co-sponsor a stadium and a team and whatever as yeah, a city. I'm kind of surprised. Um, uh, so Paris has the Summer Olympics, which are uh, in a couple of months, six months, I guess. We're six months out from the Paris Summer Olympics, and I saw on television all these different venues they're building, and every single time. Afterwards, you hear the stories of how they didn't get the return. The buildings are empty or not paid for or whatever. It happens mm-hmm. city after city after city. So yeah. why do cities continue to do that? I wonder if it's just it's reasonably easy to sell it to the folks because it sounds so exciting and plausible that, hey, these are, you know, 10 million people are going to come here. This is going to have $800 billion in economic benefits, you know. And But then the, the rich get richer. That's about the mm-hmm. fat cats uh, really make out. Speaking of economics, moving along, Argentina's new president, this uh, Millet fella, Javier Millet, who we're, we're big fans of, Uh, Man, is he up against it. So interesting. He is trying to get a junkie to go straight. And Argentina is not addicted to heroin and fentanyl and opioids or whatever. 
they're addicted to socialism. And uh, it's it's so interesting. I've been reading about what he's trying to accomplish and how painful it's going to be to get there and all of the forces um, who are fighting him tooth and nail. And when you have a socialist system for more than like a cup of coffee, everybody depends on government largesse for their you know for their living for their comfort for their luxuries uh whether legitimately through the system or and this is inevitable it happens every time in socialism rampant corruption and so the forces aligned against this guy trying to solve argentina's problems are probably insurmountable but the similarity to the drug to a drug addiction is so i mean it's such a great metaphor because it obviously has to happen. I mean, they're in a disastrous state. But everybody is so dependent now on socialism, nobody can see any way out of the situation, which is, you know, why those of us who are, you know, practically fanatical opponents of socialism and communism are so adamant about uh, the way we make step after step after step toward that in the U.S., because we recognize, yeah, going from five, you know, oxycodone, or what's the strong one? Oxycontin? I can't remember. Um, it's all about those synthetics now that are going to make fentanyl look like the good old days, according to uh, some medical experts. Yeah, if you can imagine that. But, yeah, if you go from gobbling five oxycontin a day to seven... You know, okay, that's just two pills, but man, you're making it harder and harder and harder to ever get straight. Yeah. Um, when you're once I, you're getting something for free, even if it kind of didn't make sense to get it for free in the first place, how are you ever going to take it away from someone? Oh, I know. Free. I know. I'm using my finger quotes and italics and bold. There's no such thing as free. I hate that word. It ought to be banned from the English language. Yeah, and there are hundreds of examples in our system sure. of uh, uh, welfare programs that on Tuesday you never imagined it, it, it that you'd need it or want it or anybody would do it for you. On Wednesday, they grant it. Uh, by Thursday, you're militantly against it ever going away. Mm -hmm. Because you're, you're saying that would cause me pain and uh, financial uh, difficulty and the rest. And it's sincere. That's true. It will do that. And, you know, my final thought on this screed, because I can't help myself, the people who pass these programs are 100% cognizant of these facts. They're not accidentally getting you hooked on them. You're dependent on them. Final note, and I thought this was so interesting. Everybody's heard the uh, stock markets are, uh, the various indices are setting records, right? Your S&P, your, your Dow Jones. I know. I just looked at my 401k the other day. What? Yeah, I, I've resisted the temptation because I'm afraid it's going to go kerblooey, particularly after reading this story. And this is not just doomsaying. I found this so interesting. There are 11 sectors that um, the is this the, the S&P looks at 11 different sectors from where's the list Uh uh, industrials, financials, consumer staples, real estate, healthcare, utilities, materials, and tech. Ten of those 11 indices are flatter down. Only tech is up. Only tech. Yipes. That's has a, dragged the S&P up. That's a good perspective right there. Yeah, I was shocked. Shocked by that. 
Let me get to the, the, the 10 other sectors are trading an average of 15% below their all-time highs, and none has set a new record in January. The equal-weighted S&P 500, which gives the same status to the smallest and largest companies in the index, is down 0.3% this year. Uh, the market's rally two years ago was much wider. Seven other sectors, industrials, financials, consumer staples, joined tech to trade at new highs in the two weeks. Uh, that was January 2022. You know, and... Uh that fits with what I'm feeling or what Americans seem to be feeling. I mean, when I keep hearing about these records in the stock market, I keep thinking, man, it doesn't feel like that. All right. Well, that's because it's just the tech sector. It's, it's kind of like our old story of if Bill Gates, Bill Gates walks into a bar, the, the average net worth in the bar is now $40 billion. Well, that doesn't, (laughs) that doesn't tell you anything. Right. Right. Uh, final note, uh, they give a, for example, if sec is set, not sex, six, if six of the biggest tech stocks were to pull back to their 200 day moving averages, which is the, the measure they have for, um, to see longer term price trends, it eliminates the up, down, up, down, up, down, and you see the greater trend. So anyway, if the, uh, six biggest tech stocks were to pull back to their 200 day moving average, it would knock about 5% off the S&P 500. A 5% drop would be uh, cataclysmic-ish. Sure. Oh, yeah. That'd get your attention. Yeah. Which is not to say, well, it's a little precarious. I mean, tech's in good shape. People need technology, chips, and the rest of it. But it does give you a different perspective. By the way, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said yesterday, I think most Americans know that prices are not likely to fall uh, about the whole inflation thing. I don't know. Do you watch the news much? That's not what they tell them on the news, or that's not the way our vice president doesn't seem to get that. Yep, our talking heads don't know that. (laughs) Inflation is down. Finally, prices are easing. Inflation is down. You chuckleheads. You idiots. (laughs) You idiots. Somebody criticized us for a word that they say we don't understand Uh, on the text line. Maybe we should get to that coming up. Uh, among other things, among other, other news of the day. What was the word in uh, Princess Bride that uh, the guy kept getting wrong? I don't think that word means what you think it does. Inconceivable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fade with that lisp, though. That's inconceivable. <laughs> um, uh, much more on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Second and five. Ball batted up into the air and caught by Jackson. He caught his own pass. That's one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. This is intercepted 100% by the Chiefs' Reed. And Lamar uses the instincts, the God-given gifts, the awareness to go beat him to the punt <laughs> and makes one of the greatest plays you'll ever see in a championship game. That? Count me among the legion of Tony Romo haters. He is so full of crap. Really, oh, I, I love Tony terrible. Romo. I will pick he's a game. I will terrible. pick a game just because he's calling it. Oh, I used to think that because he would describe what you, you know what you what's hate? probably going to happen. <laughs> he's full of s. There you see the God-given instincts to to the way he's better than the other. His his God-given. He ran and he caught the ball, dude. It's he's, that's what he's paid to do. I that Lamar Jackson is an impressive dude. I had not, I'd heard about him, but I hadn't seen him play. Holy crap! Okay, if you didn't see that play, he passed it. It got tipped way high in the air, and then he ran under and caught it himself. Uh, Ten yards for public pasturbation. Um, but it was an amazing play. It was a little Bugs Bunny like, like throwing it and then catching it. <laughs> Um, uh, they lost, though. They lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, so it's Chiefs 49ers with Taylor Swift in the hizzy for the Super Bowl, which will annoy some people and thrill others. And I'm sure the networks are right now trying to figure out how often can we put the camera on her without annoying everyone? Because you know how the Super Bowl, they go way mainstream for the sports coverage. Uh, th- that was the thing on Saturday Night Live. That was their their cold open was uh, all about how all of your uh, your big football people after this weekend they hate it because it gets away from like real caring about football and real fans who've been following yeah. it all year long and goes very you know mainstream broad. And uh, with that, I I think there's going to be a, a ton of tea swizzle at the Super Bowl. Knowing speaking their, their of which, thank you to Scott for sending this along. Um, for the first time in NFL history, there will be two different broadcast formats, with CBS carrying the traditional broadcast of the game and Nickelodeon airing an exclusive kids and family friendly telecast. Wow. Why hasn't that happened before? Now that you say it out loud, it seems obvious. You can also stream it via Paramount if you're really into that. Um, I, I don't know. I guess you want Is it that Usher's going to be super porny at halftime or what? Well, I don't know. This? And I suppose you want as many eyeballs on one feed for the ad revenue uh although if you get end up with a net more people i would think you'd still come out the same spot i don't know i'd like to read more about the thinking there i'm a little surprised why wouldn't you have a version that's for hardcore sports football fans and go really x's o's and stuff like that and not talk about what celebrities in the crowd and then have a version for people who don't want that well, just the division in ads, although you can run the same ads for both telecasts because the ads aren't so edgy. Although you'd have to be careful. Some are pretty edgy, come to think of it. 
I was just on the phone FaceTiming with my son because he's living on a field trip this week for his class. Mm. For a whole week, an entire week field trip with no communication with parents or anything like that. And as the principal uh, told us, for most kids, including mine, this is the first time in their lives they've ever been this far away from their parents for so long with no you know, texting on their watch or their phone or calling or whatever. Yeah, Monday yeah. through Friday, leaving leaving Monday morning, coming back Friday afternoon, and I guess there are usually on day two lots of tears, lots of crying, lots of I need to go home, and they have to talk them down. Um, wow, wow, yeah, lots. That's, of, I remember those stories when my kids did similar things. Yeah, lots of hikes, lots of sleeping in a barracks with other kids and stuff like that, and uh, eating in a cafeteria, and it'll be interesting to see. Yes, Katie, uh, I I was the kid that cried and cried and cried and begged oh. and they would not let me call them. it was the most I, I remember it vividly to this day it left some really? trauma really yeah. uh-huh yeah hmm. I, I had a really rough go. time spending the night at friends house anyway though like going over and staying the night at friends houses i i had an issue with that growing up but man outdoor school Whoa. <laughs> yeah well interesting to see how this goes i mean in theory they tell the kids there's no going home. I mean, there's no, you know, calling your parents and going home. So Yeah, they're not kidding. To, well, uh, apparently there have been ex- cases where they have done that, but they don't want to tell them that because then everybody will want to go home. <laughs> right. You start at the, no, that's impossible. Right. Well, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. yeah, you hate to send the message, listen, if you cry enough and scream enough, we will let you go Right. Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, the packing for this thing dominated my weekend. The The list of things that they said you had to bring was just, oh, my God, how many stores did I have to go to? And he's got he's got more luggage than I've taken, like, going to Europe for a week. It's, wow. It's- <laughs> well, and it's not like the kid lives in some sort of state of deprivation during most of his life. <laughs> right. But so... Oh, he needs socks now? We got to have socks for this? No, that's not the situation in your house. Two waterproof pair of boots and a pair of rain boots. What? What? Um... So we got this text earlier. I just wanted to mention it. We talked. Did to, he enlist in the Marines and not tell you? I may have accidentally signed him up for the Marine Corps and wasn't paying oh, attention. See, you can't do that. So we were speaking of the military, we were talking to Mike Lyons earlier, and it was a very serious conversation about a very serious topic. But at some point, he used apparently the word austere, and we got this text. No way Armstrong and Getty know what austere means when Mike Lyons used the word early in the interview. They pretended they did and just glossed over it. And then he puts austere, adjective, severe or strict in matter, attitude of her appearance. An austere man. What what, what, do you want us to, like, stop and offer up a a, a definition when people use words? I don't understand what was required of us. I just think that is hilarious. No, he was talking about that that base in Jordan. It's a very austere environment. Yeah, it's harsh. It's barren. It's difficult. Well, it's easy to say now that I've given you the definition. What what was I supposed to do at the time? <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I, I mean, if, if Mike said this is a cataclysm, ah, a disaster of epic proportions, <laughs> a terrible outcome, go on. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. This will reverberate throughout the regions. Reverberate. Have consequences. <laughs> Beyond the immediate. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's what we'll start doing. We'll start defining any word over two syllables going forward. Interrupt our, our guests. Yeah, so... Let me stop you there while I define that word.
<laughs> That's funny. Uh, if you don't know that horrifying story, by the way, very serious story that we're quite angry about, and I'm really seriously not not radio guy angry, real life angry about. We'll be having more of that in hour three. If you miss a segment of the show, you can get in podcast form. Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.